Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. Hey, this is Three Pagans and a Cat. I'm Carr. You may call me Ode. <laughs> Mary Meat. My name is Gwyn. And we have with us today... Jackie Smith! Yay! Jackie Smith is And Jackie house. Smith is from... Oh, where am I from? I'm from Ferndale, Michigan, the Detroit area. And I'm a little fuzzy in the brain right now from the third day of a big old convention. Yeah, no uh-huh. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. You, our dear sweet listeners, might know Jackie from a wonderful company called Coventry Candles. Yes. Yeah. We've <laughs> spoken of them before. Coventry Creation. Which makes Coventry Candles, among other things, things. and the Witches' Union. Yep, the Witches' Union, yeah. Which we've talked about, oddly enough, on our podcast before, so that's why we wanted to have you on. I love that you love that. Yeah. We're very... I have to join. I have not joined yet. I have been wanting to join. I need to It just takes takes seconds. I'll just answer the questions, and I'll go, yes! I just, you know, you have, I don't know, do you have a Facebook group? You do. Yeah, And so people want to join you like are you are you gonna be not a jerk and are you gonna not be predatory right right yeah and then why do you want to join and it's so amazing how people won't answer those questions i'm like well i don't know man yeah it's really not hard yeah yeah exactly yeah we ask people what their favorite color is and usually that one's the one they answer <laughs> beyond everything else like, i can answer i can handle yeah, that but because it's, it's interesting in the groups i'm getting a ton i checked with other groups magical groups you get these predators mm-hmm. that are they just want to sell their services and a lot of them are, they say they're from Nigeria or right. Brazil or some of those other stuff. And, and, and I look at, start looking at them like, oh, look, you joined Facebook seven days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that we protect the yeah. members. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we haven't had that yet, which has no, been great. Been pretty, so been yeah, yeah. we've screened membership mm-hmm. on uh, the group. On the group, yeah, but right. even yeah. on the page, we haven't had like the yeah. random. On my pages, I don't get that. It's just people wanted the to join the group. Oh, and, gotcha. And at first, I'm like, well, I don't know. These people might be cool, mm-hmm. and then I learned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the witches' union, what was the idea or the impetus behind creating that and the badges and all that kind of? We kind of described it as a Girl Scout. So uh-huh. That's exactly. <laughs> Like witch scouts. That's exactly what my thought process was. So Brie, going on four years ago, I have a line of candles called Witches Brew Candles. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, the, I call them the girls and the Witches Brew line. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to promote the girls in a little bit different way. And as we were sitting around brainstorming, I said, it's like they're a union. And all of a sudden I went, oh, 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 <laughs> give me a minute. And I just, I saw it in my head what I wanted to do. And I, within an hour, I created the logo. Well, that's wonderful. And which usually if I'm going to create something like that, it's days of thinking Mm -hmm. and processing. Mm -hmm. But within an hour I had it and I'm like, well, I guess this is happening. Yeah. And it was really just, it was initially just a promotion for the witch's brew stuff. And, and then after I started building that promotion piece, I'm like, I love this. And I started thinking about what are the different things I could do with this logo. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't want it to be products. I wanted it to be a feeling. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to, to become a community. I wanted it to be like more swag than mm-hmm. anything else. And so I did journals. I did the patches, the first patch. And then I did coffee mugs and matches because it's like swag, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And the thing that is going really well is the patches because now I'm like, well, I need a patch for this. Mm-hmm. And and I, my thought process was if you've mastered or even attempted something like in the, in the scouts, mm-hmm. whatever scout you're in, 
you attempt it and you get a badge. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, well, this is all magic we've all done, whether it's the meditation or my two favorites are the protection wall with the raven mm-hmm. and then the bee, the hive. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Alone, I go fast. Together, we go far. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I really love that one. But then I also love the evil eye. So it's just, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Choosing a favorite I wore, I wore this for y'all. Oh, yay. Oh, nice. It's all my, the different patches. It's my jean jacket with Jack, my patches. Yes, Jackie's got the back just covered with patches here. <laughs> I so. feel like a badass. Well, <laughs> you look like a badass. Thanks. I yep. appreciate that. Very much so. I work on that one. Witch. <laughs> yes. Badass witch. Badass witch. And I'm, I'm so excited about the Witches' Union because uh, about seven years ago, I said, you know, I, I'm tired of hiding the magic or couching the magic mm-hmm. that we do in other things. Mm-hmm. That was actually 10 years ago. <laughs> and so I started using just magic as our words, magic and witch, in our promotional stuff. And the response has been amazing mm-hmm. because people are tired of hiding it. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. there's there's stages mm-hmm. of coming out. Right. Right. Yep. And when I first came out, I was like, I'm a witch, you know, as far as my products and stuff. And I was just like, this is where I am, three times three times three, in your face. <laughs> and then as I grew my business, there was people who were like, well, I'm, that scares me a little bit. Or Right, can um, you soften this for me? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and we wanted to get into a wider market. So we made a few products that are a little softer. But in the end, it's all magic. Right. right. So about 10 years ago, I went and I had joined these different entrepreneur groups and, and learning more and more business stuff. And I just started telling people, like, I help you awake in your inner magic tell me more and, and they lean in and they want to know it and they're like well and then they quietly say you know i really believe in that and i said it's time it's yeah. time to just own this and mm-hmm. this is what i've been doing i've been doing this for 26 years mm-hmm. i've had coventry for 26 years wow that's amazing i sell i sell and it's so hard that's really really impressive just because most startups fail in the first mm-hmm. what yeah three, yeah, three yeah, years yeah, yeah. Well, and the yeah. thing is coventry creations and your candles they are known to be effective and powerful mm-hmm. people buy them because they work yeah okay. i think it's neat that it's helping part of the impetus is to help awaken people to the magic that is available right to them to them to use well, our blessed herbal candles, sometimes they get the pushback, well, who blesses it? And I say, well, you do. Mm-hmm. We create the sacred space that mm-hmm. they're created in. Mm-hmm. We, I have 26 years of continuing to energize the thought forms and the magical constructs that are the, the recipes. Right. Mm-hmm. The Blessed Herbal line, it's the same recipe mm-hmm. the entire time. What we do is when we talk about made when the moon is right, well, the moon's never wrong. Right. <laughs> so we're in this magical construct we've set up. Well, if this prosperity candle has to be made in a waning moon because there's, I just sell a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Right. What energy shift do we need? So we're going to clear the blockages mm-hmm. to this. So and it still works. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just love, comes from a different angle. Right. I'm a firm believer in you do magic when you need it. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Right. right. If rent's due today, don't wait for the full moon. Right. right. Yeah. Do your magic when, yeah. it, when yeah. the need is necessary. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you also have in your line of candles, you have Dorothy Morrison yes. candles. How did that time. happen? She is one of my favorites. Yes. I love Dorothy. So, I met Dorothy here at Convocation many years ago, and I saw her, and I saw her classes, and I just decided that she's my people. And 
and I talked to a few folks and I said, I need an introduction. And we immediately bonded. Mm-hmm. I made sure I wasn't approaching her fangirl-like. That's hard. Right. It's really hard. At least for me. Yeah. When it comes to Dorothy Morris. She's she's so real. Yeah, and, that is true. And over the years, we, we talked about wanting to do some products together. We, we tried a few things that were, you know, mediocre. Mm-hmm. And then one day she called me and she says, I know what we need to do. We need to do a line of Wicked Witch Mojo candles. And I said, go on. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. And so um, we've done, we've, we've switched them up. We've made it larger, we've made a smaller line, and we've tweaked the candles. And for a couple of years, we do some limited editions for mm-hmm. another variation. I love working with her. She's real. Mm-hmm. Her magic is real. And I love how practical she is. And, and her books are still very, very relevant. Oh, absolutely. I have uh, quite a few of her books. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I first came into Wicca years back, 2001, when I really started practicing, I went to an event in Grand Rapids that they were having similar to convocation. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the presenters. And I went, I went to one class and from then on, that was it. Any class, if she was teaching the class, I was in there, Mm -hmm. bought as many of the books as were available at the time. Right. I learned so much from her. And she, like you said, she was very real Mm -hmm. and was just like, this is is magic. Oh, hilarious. She's got a great sense of humor. Can we jump back even further? How did you get into witchcraft? Was this something you've always done? Was it something you... I've always been drawn to the spiritual side of life. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love connecting with other people on the spiritual level. And I could talk for hours about that, you know, that that stay up till four in the morning and not realize you're doing that. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that. And I grew up Catholic, Mm -hmm. so I was always looking for that. And as a lay person in Christian faith, it's hard to get there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is true. But it was really easy. That's the basis of what it's like to step into the magical world. And so the first thing I did, actually the first thing I did is I found runes. Okay. And I was just like, wow, this is energetic and living and they they speak to me. I don't read runes anymore, but that was like my gateway drug. Um, <laughs> and dream interpretation and actually psychology was a big piece of stepping into the magical realm. Because if you think about Jung and Freud, they were... That this was considered voodoo. It was hooky, witchy type right, stuff. Right, right. Which is amazing because Jung, actually, his mother is a spiritualist. I don't and, think I knew that. Um, he also true. studied the Kabbalah. So a lot of his philosophies are really framed by those philosophies. That makes sense. So it just was really, it was like step by step by step. And then somebody used this really weird term called metaphysics. <laughs> and I went, what? what is that? <laughs> and so I got this really technical book on metaphysics. And I go, well... That's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And then I just started stepping in and stepping in. But once I, I started wading into that water, I just dove head first because this is where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. This is where I feel it and I feel spirit and I feel connected to other people. And I'm a rebel and I'm a weirdo who doesn't like the normal thing. Right. And that was a great disappointment to my parents and they are not over it. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, well, we um, still hide because I'm scared of my mother. Yeah. Okay. She, we, she I get doesn't it. Know. We go by our magical names for the podcast. Got it. Car, car <laughs> hopes that she will never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep telling him that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Well, I, when I started, when I opened up Coventry Creations and I started the business, it was hard to hide that. Mm-hmm. And my dad still calls it my little candle business. And I'm like, well... <laughs> This little candle business that you don't believe in actually believes in you and has helped you out quite a bit and has has helped support you at different times. So um, that's nice. And my mother, when she was alive, she would cry for the children who don't go to church anymore. And I'm like, 
well, your bitter tears need to go elsewhere. Yeah. But, it, you know, I, I wasn't as sassy as that, but it was like, I just had to be out because right. this is what I do. And then I had a store. In the, I, I had a store again, a candlebook shop. But when I had my first store for a minute, it was crazy. Running a store is a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. And just stepping into the world of magic, I was studying to be a naturopath. Mm-hmm. And as I'm studying to be a naturopath, I started studying the herbs. And I was, I cared more about the folklore of the herbs and the actual chemical constituents. Mm-hmm. Then I was like looking, oh, look, if this is, you know, a blood cleaner, look, this is also considered a protection and um, exorcism herb. Mm-hmm. Huh, how about that? Look at all these <laughs> things kind of come Yeah, together. I wonder how that came about. <laughs> so yeah. then I started playing with creating magical concoctions of herbs and and then I walked into this one store that had candle making supplies and I went what could it hurt? I made the first batch were holiday gifts, were Yule gifts for people who had so it was a real broke witch at that point. I said, poor, poor witch. And I was also 24, so those go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. There's people who have been very supportive and helped me out and helped me keep food on the table. And I wanted to make them a magical item mm-hmm. that's specific for them. And so the first 18 that I made that were all gifts for people are still the 18 candles that I have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really cool. Yep. Some of them have been renamed a bit, but right. that's very cool. And it's amazing because, you know, you you had this small little business, which is now, it's that's a, it's a large business. I mean, every pagan store, I think, carries your money. <laughs> that's the goal. That is that is the goal. We sell to about 700 stores around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more magical stores in the world than that. And so it, I welcome every new client. But we're big and we're not big at the same time. It's still mm-hmm. considered a, a very small business as far as the business world goes. Mm-hmm. We're the biggest we've ever been. Mm-hmm. And um, at Coventry, there's uh, 16 of us who, who do all the products. Wow. So um, that's a very compact team you have there. <laughs> yeah. So we, everything is still handmade. We hand pour everything. We look at each one and make sure we send it out the door with lots of love. That's great. That is very cool. And I got my candles yesterday. Okay. I got my three candles, so I'm very happy. <laughs> Which was it was cool because they were yes. like, uh, focus on what you want and here, pull from this deck. Yeah, that deck that you yeah. had. The Coventry Magic Oracle. That's yeah. so cool. That started as shelf talkers for stores. Like, like you can use this prosperity candle for more than just this. Or you right. can use... And, and it started because I had some candles that were not selling. They were duds. And they just weren't... They just weren't going. So I was like, I was desperate to sell them because I, I already, they already existed. Fair. So I made these um, cards to help stores sell them. And then I laid them out as I was proofing them. And I went, oh, oh look. <laughs> look, it's an oracle. And I just, I just started playing with it as an oracle. And I went, well, it's true. Mm-hmm. One of my philosophies is you're really only doing one of five types of magic. Mm-hmm. You're doing something for a material gain. That's prosperity. Mm-hmm. Job, money, car. A material gain. You're doing something for a relationship, whether it's family or romantic or business, you know, even a, a boss employee relationship sure. or coworker. So that's love. Mm-hmm. You're doing something for protection. Mm-hmm. That's protection. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to heal something or you're going to clear something mm-hmm. that has proven true. Well, I know that when I, you know, focused on what are the needs, what are the reasons I want to buy these candles and pull my three cards, I got exactly what I wanted. Exactly, exactly yeah. what yeah. I was needing. Going, yes. I would, this is exactly what I need. So there's five messages plus what's on the label is right. on every card. And the way I do it is there's you have something to to get to your goal. 
So what you think you need for magic is usually not what you need for magic because mm-hmm. what you think you need is just just the symptom. Yeah, the right. surface level problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that's your ego going, oh, that's your problem. It's not really this deeper thing over here. And so that's how we trick ourselves. So the first card you pull, I have people pull is something for healing. And then the second card is, so what is what needs to be healed in your life? Mm-hmm. The second card is what needs to be cleared in your life? So what's your bottleneck to your goal? And then the last one is what's your blind spot? What is what is what do you really need that you are not seeing? Right. So then that, those are the three cards. And so here's what you need to heal, to clear, and then here's what you need to really focus on to achieve your goal. Right. And it's always amazing. I do, I've do. i been starting to do Facebook Lives for the Coventry Oh, nice. Okay. I'm doing an oracle. So under five minutes, I'll pull some cards. And the last one I did, I, when I pulled the cards, I said, you guys saw me shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the answer. And it was really powerful. And yeah. it, always, it always surprises me. That's cool. That is very cool. Where can you be found? Where can I be found? Usually in the Coventry world. Not you. Your products, sorry. (laughs) I know where you can be found. You are your product. Yes. (laughs) There is not a little of me in every product. So our our listenership is way wider than we ever thought it would be. We're in all 50 states. We're in... Wow. A bunch of countries. The Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, the Southern Southern Hemisphere. hemisphere. You listen Australia and... uh, South Africa... We have a website, CoventryCreations.com, okay. which is in the middle of being updated, but it still works. Tons of information on it. Tons of legacy information. Lots of articles you can look at and read because this is our avocation too. So we don't just make the products and push it out. We talk about how to use and how to heal and, and how to really okay. be part of the world. We are in lots of stores. So if you have your favorite store that you like to go to, either online or brick and mortar, ask for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's yep. easy for them to get the products. Mm-hmm. And I do have retailers who are online for sure we have and we have a store locator on the Coventry Creations okay not everybody's in there but we try to get as many stores in there as possible and there's online and then we do have some retailers who have got us onto Amazon okay very all nice. Right. I went to your class this morning because you've taught several classes here at Convocation, mm-hmm. right? I'm all done now. All done. I get to just enjoy. And it was on the spheres of influence, the magical spheres of influence that we have in our lives. And you did exercises for not only basically kind of tightening up and clearing your own energy, but sharing energy with other people. Yes. And I thought that was really interesting. Could you... Maybe explain a little um, about, about the concept of that. So our spheres of influence is, is not only who's in our life, but who's in the life of the people that are in our lives. Okay. Yep. So uh, seven degrees of separation. Kind absolutely. Of mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a very powerful piece. So it's being conscious of that. The point of the class is to be conscious of whose energy you're in. I could go on for hours about that. And I just had to pick a couple of things to talk about for the 90 minute class. So I really wanted people to be aware of when you're, when your aura is big and, and let's say you're you're wanting to help someone or someone is wanting to control you or you're being a control freak our aura tends to encompass another person we kind of grab on i did an exercise where the first thing was to get your aura and your energy aligned and clear and and your boundaries you're aware of your boundaries and they're firm Mm-hmm. and flexible at the same time. And then I had someone expand their aura to encompass someone else. And then I had that other person change their mood and see how that felt. Yeah. It was very interesting. So like, if think of something that frustrates you a lot. And then the person who was encompassed, so the person who threw their aura out, then changed their mood. And then the person who was surrounded by that aura raised their hand when they felt a shift. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting how it was almost simultaneously everyone raised their hand at the same time. And then I had them change their mood to something positive. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then I had them pull their aura back and then do a disconnecting. Hmm. If I can give one thing, mm-hmm. whenever you're obsessively thinking about someone or you feel that somebody is, you're stuck in their energy, there's a really simple saying that one of my teachers, Eve Wilson, gave me where you say, uh, I'm going to say Joe, some Joe out there in the world. Mm-hmm. I give Joe wholly, completely, and permanently back to Joe. And I take Jackie wholly, completely, and permanently back to Jackie. And sometimes I have to say that three times. Mm. Gotcha. And it's great because now you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll let go. Right. <laughs> and sometimes it's when someone's hurting or let's say you, you get a, I get, I get crushes on people all the time. Like, I got a crush on you because we're having a great conversation. <laughs> and then and then you, you hang on to them. Right. And so I, I practice that on the regular and it keeps me from having too many strings out there in the mm-hmm. world draining me. Right. So we did that as an exercise. Were you there when we did the being present? I think I had to leave before. The, so the, before the that next part. thing that we the did, the next thing we did was being present, and the whole process was so it's taking this unconscious thing that happens. You're in somebody else's energy, and and let's say their wife's mother's neighbor did something that pissed off their wife's mother, and the mother said something to the wife, and then the and then and then it's now your boss, and then it's you, and so how that bad day. Can infect everyone. And and the opposite is true too. You're having an amazing day. You're going like, you look great. You mm-hmm. look great. It's kind of amazing on you. Oh, and I you was just, here for that. Yeah. I do remember that. So so then so then I took it to that part where it's like, are you gonna be being present in your conversation with someone, being present in your own magic? Mm-hmm. And so I had people team up and just had the one person talk about their morning. And then I gave them like 30 seconds to do that. And then we stopped. And then I had them stare in each other's eyes for 15 seconds. Just 15 seconds. Have you ever stared in someone's eyes for 15 seconds? It's a long time. It can feel awkward for people. Yeah. Awkward. (laughs) So, and then I had that person tell them again about their. And so what happened is that only did that person tell them more. They felt more vulnerable and trusting. The person who was listening heard more. Right. And so then we talked about that and what this like for being present. I said, do you guys feel you want to switch now? And nobody wanted to switch. I said, well, we're going to anyway. And, uh, and, then, and then I had them do the, the gazing at each other. And then the, the second person told them about their morning. And then I said, now how do you all feel? Well, now there's reciprocity. Right. Now there's the other person didn't have to stay in the space of I'm only here for you. They got to practice being vulnerable as well. Right. And so it's that whole, um, and that's all that influence stuff is that if you become present, and I've been practicing being present because I realize in, in this technology age, I'm not present. Mm-hmm. But I can't even blame technology mm-hmm. because we're, we get stuck in our own pain and our own story. Mm-hmm. And all these events happen in our life. And then we have, we make them mean something. We create a story around these events. And when you're unconsciously doing this all the time, that story that you're creating can get out of control. And then the events don't mean it. Right. So it's when you become present and you can see, oh, these are the facts of what happened. You become present in your own life and present for the other people you're you're with. Then you can understand the difference between what actually happened and the story you're creating. And then in that story you're creating, you can start to see, oh, I have a thing I gotta fix. Because if if you need to do magic around something, that that means that there's something broken in your in your energy. Right. And that's okay, because we all have it. So if you think about it as I'm fixing and healing something that's broken, you expend less energy. 
and get deeper. Are any of those kind of classes available online for people, or is you just have to show up at a con or a <laughs> Michigan Pagan Fest? Or we're uh, we're recording. Yes, we've been recording, so I can use different snippets of stuff. And there's a funny thing that happens. I've been re- recording classes for years. And I've done nothing with them. How about that? <laughs> I've lost some of them. Some of them got corrupted. It's fine. So we're, we're just practicing mm-hmm. for when we really do a thing. We used to uh, have a box of film at home. I don't even know if we do still of have it. Ever got, no, never that was process. from when Ode was an infant. Yeah. <laughs> and we just never processed it. And it literally was an entire box of like 40 or 50 rolls of film that mm-hmm. we just never did anything. I think we finally just got rid we of it. Did, but we did, yeah. It's crazy how you can like save all these things yeah. that you have intentions of doing something with. And then you know, and yeah, it just never so happens. one of my, I'm not short of ideas or too many things to do. And one of my goals is to create an online school oh, that for this. Great. It's funny. One of the things that I talked about that closed the class with is that we're always manifesting what we believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our ego's job is to prove our beliefs. Right. And so if you're conscious of what you believe and when you become present, you can become more conscious of what you believe. And that's what you manifest. And I was starting to feel a little a little salty about my classes are usually much more attended. A lot more people come to it. I'm like, well, maybe maybe I need to take a break from this. Maybe I need to not teach for a little while. And then I, and at the end of this class and talking to someone, I was reminded of what I said in this past year because I did some small intimate events and how much I'm enjoying having smaller classes mm-hmm. so we can dive a little bit deeper. Deeper, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So guess what I got? Small, small, small class. Classes. Right, yep. And and I was like, oh my God, I said, I lo- literally said 20 or less. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've had pretty much in my classes. And I'm yeah. like, oh, here's proof. Yeah. Here's proof of this yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we, I was right. like, I manifest what I believe. Yeah. Even right. when you forget that that's what you believe. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's just like, I was becoming present in my own magic. Yeah. Right. And I was going, oh, okay, I did a thing. The thing we've taught pretty Seven much times. everywhere is this a building your book series that we did in six podcasts. For building your grimoire, your book of shadows. Okay. Right. We, we did this whole podcast series, which is probably seven hours long between Something all of like them. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started it just sort of because it gave us a framework right. for those early episodes. And then Michigan Pagan Fest, I submitted to Michigan Pagan Fest that we would teach it in three parts. And after it was accepted, I told them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, by the way, we've got to write this you now because... You be noticing a trend. <laughs> You're the idea guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fully. I call ideas cheap Chinese imports. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're shiny and they come on strong and... They, they don't last. They don't, not all of them last. Yeah. That's right. Ode and I taught the Building Your Book series at Detroit Pagan Pride. Yeah. And while we were there, Kathy Blizzard and Dave were there and Anna Faye. So we were just, we went by their booth and said, oh yeah, we submitted two classes. Mm-hmm. We submitted uh, Speaking with Symbols and Monikers and Metaphorical Spaces, which are two of other, other of our podcasts. And Kathy said, oh no, we want, we want to, to do your Building book. Your Book and we want you to do it in one class, an hour and a half. <laughs> like, okay. All right. So it's nine different parts. So we taught it yesterday and we we stressed out so much over doing it in 90 minutes like we were just flipping out uh-huh. so we put a clock on it we did it we actually all three loved doing it the yeah. class seemed to really enjoy it so i told kathy this morning i'm like we thought you were nuts but we really enjoyed it we'll probably do it again and she goes we'll submit it for next year <laughs> and i'm like good, oh, good. okay good. well we will but <laughs> yeah it, i'm i'm one of over engineering classes so last year and this year was exercises in diving deeper into one subject rather than giving you a book's worth of content in 90 minutes right one of my very favorite favorite things to do, I've done it two years in a row now, is what's my spell? 
Oh, yeah. And last year I brought boxes of things for people to open up and say, somebody call out a spell they want done, and then I would hand them a box. And they didn't know it was in the box. This year I did it. We did it again, but I made cards because I had a lot of stuff I schlepped. This time I just brought in um, cards. So there's like this card has a brick on it. And this mm-hmm. card has a pocket knife and this card has scissors and this card has string and this card has rosemary and this card has a rose quartz. So all these different things, it's, it was like a deck this, this big. Mm-hmm. And I would just have people pull cards. And that was so much fun. I bet it does. It sounds like it was It fun. was. It was at the same time as the Iron Ritualist. So it was kind of like we're doing... And that yeah, was a little bit of an overlapping yeah. yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's fine. And, and I, I had like 20 people in there. There's that number again. There um, and it was fun because it was a lot of fun. And then we were able to get everyone involved. So here's the question. When are you going to get to do your like own Cards Against Humanity? The Cards well, Against Witchcraft? Well, everyone said yeah. they want yeah, the deck. Absolutely. And so now since I pretty much ripped those images off the internet, I, to do what I have to like yeah, it's a, to create, create a big your own. project yeah, and, yeah. and do all the pictures and stuff like yeah. that but I'm I think it's really cool and I have some cool ideas because wouldn't that be a fun game it would mm-hmm. yeah it yeah and, and it was a like party game yeah, yeah. yeah. as well we were doing that at, at the the party last night but I also think it's a gal who works for me and, and she does put stuff on the uh, social media for me she was I need that deck because Sometimes I just need to ideas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so she I made it the first copy which was screwed up, I gave to her. And so she will just pull cards and go, Oh, I see what I can do. Mm-hmm. So it was fun because somebody pulled in our party game they pulled a brick, chocolate coins, and a hagstone. Hmm. And if you had those three things, what kind of spell would you do? And it was fun because oh no, it wasn't a brick, it was chocolate coins, a hagstone, and a wild card. Okay. They were like looking at this and I oh well, I would call the fairy. I would call the fate. I'm like oh, Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, and so yeah. it was just fun. It was just fun to to do different things. Yeah different ideas well we super appreciate you being here and doing this interview and I think next time we need to schedule a longer one I know we're out of time but this is fun I, I, this is my favorite subject to talk about <laughs> so yeah we'd love to have you back the, the um, what's my spell deck yeah yes that would be well you know maybe we can like plan a time and we can come over to Coventry Creations and just meet you there and we can kind of go through yeah I'd love to show you the, our digs yeah. and show you that we really do pour <laughs> <laughs> we, we believe yeah. yeah we can even do a live YouTube stream for that yep. yeah we'll definitely plan to do it again we loved having you this is fun and we're in the same state even though many hours apart yes yeah that's yeah, yeah. yeah, okay it's not that bad awesome. yeah it could be worse you could be across the country from us that's true thank you so much for having me this was a blast well, this thank was, you this was so much fun to be with the three of you well, Good. We appreciate You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com. 